yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Batman and Gordon follow the Riddler's trail to the ruins of an orphanage funded by Bruce's murdered parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne, where they learn the Riddler holds a grudge against the Wayne family. Bruce's butler and caretaker, Alfred Pennyworth, is hospitalized after opening a letter bomb addressed to Bruce. The Riddler leaks evidence that Thomas, who was running for mayor before he was murdered, hired Falcone to kill a journalist for threatening to reveal details about Martha and her family's history of mental illness. Bruce, who grew up believing his father was morally upstanding, confronts Alfred. Alfred maintains that Thomas only asked Falcone to threaten the journalist into silence. Thomas planned to turn himself in and Falcone turn himself and Falcone over to the police once he found out Falcone murdered the journalist instead. Alfred believes that Falcone had Thomas and Martha killed to prevent this. All right, so that was a lot. Um this is where this is where I was going to talk about Batman. So after Alfred gets blown up, he's trying to figure everything out. He, he moves his big-ass table, starts doing a weird diagram on the floor. Mm-hmm. He couldn't just do a board with thumbtacks and strings like everybody else. Like, he's spray-painting, no. fucking up his own floor. Like, what? Yeah. But when you're rich, I guess... Yeah. And you're rich. Like, you just buy another floor. Like, fuck it. Yeah. So I get you buy it. another floor. Fuck that table. You throw that table out the window. You paint your own floor. One of, one of the scenes I liked in this movie is Batman and Catwoman have a conversation. Batman's a real asshole to Catwoman, right? He thinks okay. she's out here thotting, but it ends up that Falcone is her dad, not her sugar daddy. It's actually okay. her daddy, like her real dad. Yeah. So I was like, man, he's a real dickhead. Like, and he and he sound he sounds like a dick, and he looks like when she's like, he's my dad, and he killed my mom, and now you look stupid, like you're like mm-hmm. a shithead, Batman. All right. But then in the biggest plot twist of the movie, in my personal opinion, Catwoman turns around. And she's an asshole, the baddie. Uh, she calls him, and she calls Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne white privileged assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who should it be? Who gives a fuck if they got killed or died? Yeah. And she's talking to Bruce Wayne, and I was like, "Well, damn, I guess all right, karma right there, back to back." So both of these, both of these people are kind of dickheads, bro. Like, what? What mean. was your? So I had a massive reaction to this part of the movie. Okay. What was, uh, was that like kind of like the long and short of it for you was like, you just noticed that these guys are assholes to each other. Yeah. I, well, I felt like they were kind of assholes in general and they're on the same page. Like they, they feel the same way about everybody. It's just a little bit of a tilted view, but it's about the same. Okay. I don't want, I like, I don't know. This is what we do. This is our thing. I don't want to get too serious, but this scene that you're talking about really fucking grinded my gears. Oh. It grinded my gears for a lot of different reasons. So, like, Catwoman drops this white privilege asshole line, right? And it just seemed to me that, like, this... Knowing that this movie was filmed during, like, the whole COVID lockdown and after the George Floyd protest, it felt to me like this line was kind of shoehorned in the movie. Like, fan service? Yeah, just like fans, we're just trying to relate to what's going on. Okay. We're relating to social economic issues, but it doesn't re- it doesn't really apply to the rest of her actions in the movie. And like in the end, it made me look at Catwoman as just an empty shell of a character. Really? Because she's all over the place. She's all over the place. She's complaining about white privilege, but she's robbing millions 
from the penguin so that she can have money and be privileged. She's a mixed race woman who appears to be in a, a relationship with another white woman. Like when we're seeing her on the phone, when, when Bruce is watching her, she's on the phone. She's like, baby, baby, calm down, baby. Like she appears to be like this mixed race woman who's in a relationship with a white woman that's now falling for another white man, it's but it's okay very because she's gen- to a white man because she's gender fluid. But and and then she's trying to ascertain privilege through robbing, but then she's complaining about people who have wealth and are privileged, and I'm just like, all right, th- this Catwoman's a mess. This Catwoman is like is just here to do. She's here to li- she's here to do whatever you want her to do. You want her to like. White guys, she likes. She's a black. She's a mixed girl that likes white guys. You like. You want her to like women. She likes women. You want her to be pansexual. She's pansexual. You want her to rob from the rich. She's robbing from the rich. You want her to get rich. She's getting rich. Yeah, I, I did I, not I like agree. this Catwoman. I agree with all of that except for the the robbing people to get rich and get privileged. Because I think when you say when somebody's privileged, it's not. They usually have some type of privilege that we can't generate ourselves so you're born rich or you're born white right and so it's like you can you you can you can have a tattoo on your hand and get this job but i can't you know what i'm saying that's the privilege so i don't i don't i I won't go i won't agree with you on that part but the rest of that shit Mm -hmm. you got a point bro i i I don't i can't knock anything you said and so and then once I once I was like once I parsed that out because I had to stop like when I when I watched this movie a second time for my notes I had to stop at that point and just be like okay let me let me just separate all of my personal feelings from this part and then see where we're going and then once I did that I was like okay so they're turning this into like a kind of haves and have nots yeah but the Joker did this way better yeah. Yeah. Did you did you that. watch the Joker? No, not the. I've never seen the Joker yet. The Joker does this way better. This whole haves versus have-nots. The Joker's a far superior film. Well, and I get that, and I but I do like you know I do I do agree with what she was saying though because it's like it. I had to check myself mm-hmm. at some point in life about this, and not even on this big of a scale of like rich people, just my friends that would be like. I had a friend one time, he hit me up and was like, can you take me to D.C.? I was living like, he lived like 45 minutes outside of D.C. I lived like 25 minutes out of D.C. He lived past me, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, you take me to D.C. to class. I was like, why don't you just take the train? He was like, I'm not taking the train. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, that, just that, that little bit of like, have like, bro, like, your biggest concern is like seeing niggas seeing you get off the train. Like I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna have for dinner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, I'm trying you're to complaining out. about taking to a, taking a train and you're talking to somebody who grew up on public transportation. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. you talking you like niggas or like even just my friends that just had a little more than me and they're not bad people and I'm not knocking them. I check myself because it's mm-hmm. like just because just because you're upset that you have to you have to pay $200 to get your iPhone replaced and I can't even get a phone. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's not a problem for you though. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so I had yeah. to check myself on that because I'm like, the fuck nigga? Like at least you got the money. I can't yeah. even fuck. We about to get our lights turned off. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I don't want to hear your bullshit, but it ain't bullshit. Like, it's all relative to the person. So it's I, relative. And that's and that's one of the wisest things that I've ever... It's one of the wisest things that I've ever heard um, through counseling was that it's, it's called humility, right? Like, yep. the ability to look at somebody else and be like, man, I like if that were me, I wouldn't be complaining about what they're complaining about. But at the same time... The worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Yep. So th- there's there's a there's like a there's a there's there's a part where you have to just separate that and be like, okay, this person is going through it. If I was in their shoes, I I wouldn't call this going through it, but I'm not them. I don't I don't know yeah. where they came from. Yeah. And that's what I had to say like cuz if I was in their shoes, I might not know what I know. Yeah. And so that is the struggle, right? Because I've never had to worry about where my next meal is coming from. I never had to worry about shit getting turned off or repossessed. So I don't know that struggle. So this is my struggle. I haven't paid $200 to get my phone fixed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I yeah. had to check myself on that. So I kind of get this whole thing, man. Like, because she, she's like, she's pissed off. Her, her mom got killed when she was seven. She's grown up poor. She lives in a shitty ass apartment with this white bitch who's, who's fucking rich niggas on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't give a fuck about the like. Oh, okay. He he his his parents died, and he lived with a shitload of money in a mansion. My mom died, and I've been out here on Skid Row slumming it. So fuck him and fuck his dad. And I yeah. and when I was younger, I would have been in that same boat too. So I, I get it. I I didn't I didn't look, but I also didn't read that deep into it. Like about this, yeah. I didn't even think about when it was filmed and shit. So I didn't. I, didn't I th- that much that's deep. like immediately what popped out to me because like I'm watching this movie and like even on my initial watch, Kurt. <laughs> Like my initial watch, I'm just watching it. I was like, I'm not taking notes. I wa- I sat down with my boo. We watched it together, and I'm like, I'm not taking notes. We're just gonna watch this together and see what we feel. And like when we got to that part of the movie where she's like, and these white privileged assholes, we both kind of like, where, where, where did that come from? Like that shit came out the blue. Um, yeah. And then going back to like this whole little section that we just recapped, like let's put in context that that paragraph that I just read covers that shit covers about an hour of the movie. This is where the movie started to kind of drag for me. I felt that aside from the chase sequence and Andy Serkis's performance as Alfred, this whole second act of the movie doesn't work for me. Between yeah, yeah. like between Catwoman's flip floppy bullshit and the whole uh, like double triple cross of like Bruce going to Falcone and Falcone saying oh it was Maroney and then he goes to Aunt, like he goes to Alfred and then Alfred says no it wasn't Maroney it was Falcone. Well, let me stop was- you here real fast. Let me stop you here. Yeah, Bruce is a real fucking dickhead. Alfred wakes up out of his coma like <gasps> wakes up out the coma just waking up. <laughs> Uh, Lord know knows how long he's been out, yeah. and yeah. this nigga presses him about his dad. Like, <laughs> can he can he take a piss? Can he can he find out what day it is? Can he find out if his dick still works? Like any of these things, bro. You just bro, press him be... as soon as he opened his eyes, bro. I that would be like me. Like, so you tear your Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. I come down there while you're still like fresh out of surgery, and I don't say shit about you. I'm just like, yo, dog. I heard you think I'm an asshole because I didn't watch The Wire when you said I should have watched it. What the fuck are we doing here, bro? 
We're supposed right. to be bros. Exactly. <laughs> Nigga still in anesthesia, all this shit. He's all drugged up. Like, are you pressing him right now, dog? Like, fuck you, Bruce. Like, get over yourself, man. <laughs> you real bitch, dog. Yeah, man. I, I hated, like, this whole second act of the movie, this whole second hour, I was like, I, I didn't like any of it. Yes, yes. It's like yes. once the car chase was over, because the car chase is included in that second hour. But once mm-hmm. the car chase was over, I just thought all this other stuff was really unnecessary. Okay. Good? That's all I got for that part. Cool. Uh, Selena reveals to Batman that Falcone is her neglectful father. She plans to kill him after learning that he strangled Annika because Mitchell told her that Falcone was the informant. Batman and Gordon arrive in time to stop her, but the Riddler kills Falcone as he is being arrested. The Riddler is unmasked as Bill Gates. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> this is a fucking fact. <laughs> the the Riddler is unmasked as forensic accountant Edward Nashton and is incarcerated at Arkham State Hospital, where he tells Batman he took inspiration from him when targeting the corrupt. Batman learns that Nashton has stationed car bombs around Gotham and cultivated an online following that plans to assassinate Mayor-elect Bella Real. All right, so um, at right after, right when this scene starts, it, Gordon, the Batmobile pulls up behind Gordon's car, and mm-hmm. the, he's like, I, "I thought you did the bat signal." He's like, "I thought it was you." Did you notice how dirty Gordon's car was? Yeah, yeah. Gotham is a real shithole. And I know we've taken a lot of detours, but just follow me down this last rabbit hole. Yeah. Gotham's a real shithole, bro. Like, everything okay. about Gotham is a shithole. You got these knockout gangs. You got supervillains trying to blow up the city or kill everybody in the city, like, every six months, three months, uh-huh. once a quarter. Uh-huh. You yep. know? Fucking everything is dirty. It, the weather looks bad. It's always dreary and red. It's like they're in fucking London. Like, Gotham is just a shithole. I don't know why you would want to live there. And then this is what I always wonder. I heard this idea on a podcast. I think it was Kevin Smith's podcast. It's like, could there be a show? I don't know if you could do a movie. I don't know what you could do. Could there be some form of media around just a normal motherfucker that lives in Gotham? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just like John Gotham. Just name it John Gotham. And you just follow that dude around every day? Because think about it, like, you go to work, like, okay, like, this dude blew up, you know, uh, this dude just did whatever, but the Batman got him, and you're at work, and people at work, like, you know, what do you think, you think the Batman's like, a, you know, there's weird people, oh, he's a fucking idiot, and he's a, he's a killer, and it's like, dog, like, he's saving us, like, so you get that dynamic, but then you're walking home from work, you get home from work, you turn the news, and it's like, another nigga's about to blow up the entire city all over again. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Like, what is going on? So how do you deal with that? Like, that's why niggas is using the drops. The crack. Yeah. The drop. Yeah. Because it's like, they, it's they drop a, heads. It's a stressful fucking city to live in, bro. Like, <laughs> niggas is just always trying to blow up the whole city and kill everybody. I don't understand it. Um, Now, that being said, Still mm-hmm. not worse than Detroit in the RoboCop universe, or in the, or in real life, <laughs> and neither <laughs> of those places are worse than Baltimore. Absolutely not. <laughs> Worst city in the country. Uh, they, even got, they don't even have water in Detroit now to go there before I go to Baltimore. 
Oh, oh man, you man. live so All close. Right. I just hope you don't get murdered. Um, they hate us, bro. We hate <laughs> them, so it's all good. Uh, when Batman leaves uh, the rooftop, he does, you know, he shoots the cable and then runs down the building. That was cool. It, But I thought, is this the same thing that Robert Pattinson did in Tenet? Oh, yeah, it is. They did a cable running down the yeah. building thing in Tenet. I yeah. couldn't remember if they ran up or if they ran down. They ran down. Yeah. They ran down because then they did the real cool release the cables. Yeah. Walked off. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Matt Reeves uh, stealing from another movie. Um, okay. The Riddler's apartment scene. When, when, uh, when everybody goes to check out Riddler's apartment, he shoots Falcone and then the police go up to his apartment after they capture him. Um, they go up to his apartment scene. The apartment scene is ripped straight from Seven, the movie Seven. Mm -hmm. And then using the Zodiac as the inspiration for Riddler, Seven and the movie Zodiac, both written by, are both directed by David Fincher. Mm. David Fincher was like, Matt Reeves has gone on record as David Fincher's work is an inspiration for how I wanted to do this Batman. So this all goes back to like, there's, there's, there's inspiration and then there's just biting somebody's shit. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Matt Reeves. You're two for two on sucking David Fincher's dick <laughs> from Seven and the Zodiac. <laughs> Fuck, man. I, oh. <laughs> right, and it doesn't you. hurt that like, it doesn't, it doesn't help that like Seven and Zodiac are like two of the greatest like thriller movies ever. They're both fucking incredible. Yeah. And they're done by the same guy and you're going to inspired by that guy but instead of being inspired you're just going to do his shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm yeah. inspired by Eminem. Um I'm just going to rap one of his best verses and hope nobody catches on. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is a fact. This is a fact. Um uh a uh, couple cool things. He when he goes to the club Catwoman's in there. She's going to kill Falcone. He sneaks in this time. He doesn't run down yeah. on them. Um, he's so pale when he sneaks in there. He looks like one of the niggas from Dead Presidents, like because he puts the black around his eyes <laughs> and he's so pale. Oh, I, I got a little. They gave me. They gave me a little bit of Kurt Eye Candy here. The dark fight scene by the elevators where there's no lights and the only yes. light that's provided by the gunshots and the flashlight that cuts out halfway through the scene. Yes. Um. That I thought that was fucking awesome. My favorite scene. I, I like that scene a lot. I, I thought it was really cool. I didn't think okay. you would like it for some reason. I don't know what the reason is. I don't think you would like it. But I, I thought that was really fucking cool, personally. I thought it was cool. But while I was watching it, I was like, Kurt is going to like this. And if Kurt likes this, he's going to love John Wick. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> I also noted that John Turturro, um, look, man, I love John Turturro. Me too. My favorite John Turturro role, a lot of our young listeners may not know, um, I fucking love John Turturro as Sal's Pizzeria's son from Do the Right Thing. Sal's Pizza. Doc, he said, remember what he said about black people? He was like, I detest him like a sickness. And then Sal was like, you detest him like a sickness. 
You know these people has put food in your mouth for <laughs> fuck. Like I love John Turturro. I love John Turturro, and I thought that in this movie he was really good. But once it gets to this part, he shifted into like John Turturro from Transformers. Uh huh. Where yeah. he was like the Sector Seven guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't like this John Turturro. I like the other yeah. John Turturro. So yeah. He didn't seem as slimy, slimy fucking grease ball. Like it, it was, yeah. Different. It shifted, um, and then and then so I. This is when I made my note on Paul Dano as the Riddler. Um, he's hit or miss for me in the Arkham scene, like when he's unmasked and Batman is talking to him at Arkham Asylum. Like I just thought, some of this is really stagey, um, and so and. Uh, but some lines are also like super unsettling because it seems very realistic as coming from somebody that's like ex- that mentally disturbed. So I wanted to ask you what you thought of the interrogation scene. And mainly was this supposed, is this, do you feel like, because I kind of felt like this was a ripoff of Dark Knight Joker mm-hmm. interrogation mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about this? You, I, I know the acting, I don't think the acting was really good, but is that all your thoughts on it like um my so my thought in total was that um the riddler is very good in uniform but when he's unmasks um a lot of that a lot of that greatness kind of slips away and it's it's a lot more inconsistent um i thought what they were trying to do when it comes to rep when it comes to representing a villain who is mentally ill as opposed to like just some weird super villain Again, this was done so much better in the Joker. Joaquin okay. Phoenix's portrayal of the Joker, um, the Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of somebody with a mental illness who you believably can conceive becoming the Joker is so good. Um, okay. and it's not like Joaquin Phoenix's performance took away from Paul Dano's performance. For me, Paul Dano's performance took away from itself. Him as him as like even later in the movie, we get like we'll get to this a little bit. But like we get to see the Riddler's um, video that he posts that his followers are and like, okay, so we've seen him unmask and now we get to see him as the like the costumed Riddler again as the Riddler in costume. I think he's great, but I do, too. Just him looking like a crazy Bill Gates. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, like I thought in the in the neck bomb scene on the phone, he was when awesome. he's on the phone. Yeah, fucking awesome. Fucking Creepy. awesome. Yeah, but but unmasked, he's not that good. This is one thing I will say about the Riddler, even though I I, I don't love this iteration of the Riddler. I and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not the Batman buff you are. He does have a mental illness, obviously. He's something's not right. But mm-hmm. I feel like this this parallels something that I talk about a lot with people. He always figures it out. Yes. He's he's the only one, right? Am I wrong on this? He's the only no. one that always knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. He knows yes. it. Yes. He always figures it out. He's just so fucking crazy, nobody will listen to him anymore. But he has yeah. it right. And that's where it's like, I always say this, like that line between a genius and a crazy person is so thin. Yeah. It is so thin. 
And I kind of like, they did, they were a little heavy handed on some of the shit, a little bit bullshit, but I did like that part of it because if you, if you pick through what he's saying, he's right. Everything he said was right. He knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. He knew that renewal was the funding to, mm-hmm. to, for all the corruption to happen. He knew there was a rat. He knew it was Falcone. He figured everything out. Mm-hmm. The problem is he thought that him and Batman were working together. He thought that Batman wanted to blow up the city with him. You see what I'm saying? So that fine I, line is so thin. I, I appreciated that. And that's what I took away from it. I would, I would, I, so I agree with everything that you're saying, except for the fact that in this film, the Riddler knew it was that Bruce Wayne was Batman. I don't agree with that. No, he says it in the interrogation room. He called, no, he's, he's looking at Batman and he's like, I know you, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Like he knows it's him. No, I, so from what I took from that was that he was, he was noting to I'll and maybe I'll watch that part again just to see but like on two watches what I took from that scene was that he knew that Bruce Wayne claims he's an orphan and claims he's had this hard life and then like so he does the Bruce Wayne he does that a couple of times and then right at the end like it looks like Batman is kind of sweating like oh shit he knows who I am how does he know who I am and then right before the end of it, he says, Bruce Wayne, we almost got them all. We almost got them all. Like Batman was also supposed to help him get Bruce Wayne. And then you kind of see Batman like sink back a little bit like, oh, OK, so he doesn't know who I am. That's that's how I interpreted that scene. Yeah, but so I could be wrong. One of a it, maybe maybe it's open, right? Yeah. Maybe this is what they're trying to get. But I thought that he was saying like. Like Bruce Wayne, you orphan like me. Mm-hmm. We almost got all these sick fucks who who've been shitting on that. Like mm-hmm. you had the money, but you're trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing. We're doing this yeah. together. So I don't know, but that's what I thought. Yo, listeners, uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know how you interpreted that scene. Um, not only Chris. Chris, shout out to Chris. <laughs> shout out to Chris, bro. Shout out to Chris. Uh, I got some awesome, awesome. Uh, proof that Chris is out there pumping us up, dog. Yes. Like on Instagram, on Discord. Shout- Chris is out there shouting us out, man. So big, big shout out to Chris again. And uh, shout out to Finley. I saw that he loved uh, when we shouted him out last time. So another yeah, big shout, shout out, out to, to my Finley. Man Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Okay. That's um, all I got for this you- part, though. Me too, man. Me too. This this was, uh, I thought that this this section of the movie started to get me back into it. But then again, this is like the start of the third hour or so. Yes. Or, yeah, the start of the third hour. Yes. The end of the second hour, start of the third Actually, hour. Actually, no. I, no, no. This ain't the start. This is the... This is like halfway through the, the second hour. Like, this is the start of the last 30 minutes. Right. Because when, when the bombs start going off, there's about 20 minutes left in the movie. Me and my boo watched it the first time. She was like... She was like, pause it. I pause it. She was like, yo, it's like 25 minutes. They got a lot to do in 28 minutes. It's 28. She was like, you got, they got a lot to do in 28 minutes. I was like, yeah, this is wild. So yeah. <laughs> that was my boo's reaction to uh, <laughs> I had her watch The Wire. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we get to season five, episode 10. She was like, there's so much to do. Like, how are they going to wrap this up? And then we finished the episode and she was like, 
that's depressing. Nothing changes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a story about McNulty or this character. Or this character is the story about the city, and the still city still fucking sucks. It's a fucking shithole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I but they do got fire crab cakes though. I will say that. Man, that's some the pretty one women. Thing I, they got some pretty women too. That's the one thing I missed about like when I came down there and visited you. We did not get to go to Baltimore to the waterfront to get some crab. But this time we will. Yeah, because this time we don't have no distractions. <clears throat> this is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, man. Uh bombs destroy the seawall around Gotham and flood the city. Nashton's followers attempt to kill Rial but are stopped by Batman and Selena. That's a huge scene, that whole part huge right scene. there. In huge the scene. aftermath, Nashton befriends another inmate, while Selena deems Gotham beyond saving and leaves. Batman aids recovery efforts and vows to inspire hope in Gotham. Um, I didn't like this. The bomb what explosions part? were cool to see. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that, I felt like it was rushed and ridiculous. Like, and... and and there's been a lot of ridiculous shit happening in this movie, but this, I just felt, I don't know, man. I just wasn't feeling, I felt like they brushed it and they could have did a better job. I, I did not like this ending. Even like all of the cool, there's some, a couple cool things that I liked. Um, one thing, a couple things I'll note from what I liked. Mm-hmm. Any woman that's ever dealt with me, especially a girl that's dealing with me now, but any woman that's ever dealt with me can tell you, and I will tell you, I'll admit to everybody. I'm a freaky motherfucker. I'm a nasty mm-hmm. dude. All right? Mm-hmm. I, I love women. And I'm not even one that's got to go out here with a million women. I just like to please my lady, and I like being pleased by a lady. So I would try to explain to the lady I'm dealing with now, the woman. I would tell her, you know, I might be in here. I might, I might have the bubble guts. I might have a fucking... I might have hurt myself. I might have injured... I was in here in a fucking cast. Mm-hmm. Everything goes away when it's nasty time. I don't have any problems, bro. No ailments. Like my headaches go away, my stomach ache goes away. I don't have this pain in my knee. My 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 arms aren't tired anymore from working out. I'm yep. good. Whatever yep. it is, and nothing was truer in this movie than when Batman got shot and he was dead, and Selena leaned in to kiss him, and he came back to life for a second to put his lips up to kiss her. And I was like, you know what? I feel you, bro. I feel you. And then the other thing I like this. The goon came and snatched her off of him and uh, started beating on her. He shot some shit into his leg. Yeah. I, what is that? I, I need I, My guess was it was the adrenaline, like just straight adrenaline. Like an adrenaline needle? An adrenaline shot. I need one of those, bro. Yeah. But I would get hooked on it. And that's, and that's a slippery slope with drugs, right? Like niggas be like, oh, I can just do this. I feel like if I did that and was able to come back from death like that, I would just use that shit when I got out of the bed in the morning. How could you not? When I'm running late for shit. Like, I would just... <laughs> that'd be, that'd be uh, out there being a fucking drophead like the rest of the <laughs> I thought, I thought the, the realization, like, when Batman comes to the realization that uh, the Riddler has inspired, like, this whole group of followers... Like, I kind of thought that was cool. Um, I kind of thought it was a little, like, touching on the real world with all, like, the incels and the, you know, that whole shit. So, like, I kind of thought it was cool, but I kind of thought it was like, okay, we're just touching on all the real shit that's been happening in the world again. So, I was kind of torn on that. Um, Who the fuck designed this arena? I I don't know, bro. 
Bro, okay, so you build the arena on the high ground of Gotham City, and then you dig down so that yeah. when the water goes up to the top of the hill, it then <laughs> floods the bu- <laughs> like fills it up like a. I was like, what the fuck? So like, I've been to the arena in Seattle, and guess what? You walk in on the ground floor, and it goes up from there. So I was like, what? Yeah. I don't. Why? Why would you dig down? You've already gone to the top of the hill, and then you go down. Are you a trapdoor spider? Like, I don't understand what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So the water makes it all the way up the high ground, and then it floods. Okay. All right. This is just movie doing the movie thing. Um, we get a Joker teaser. Yeah. How'd you feel about the Joker teaser? I liked it. I thought it was cool. I was interested in who was going to play the Joker. And what it's going to look like. I saw some sketches and like two years ago, a year ago, about a new mm-hmm. Joker. I didn't really like it that much, but um, I, I'm open to it. I thought so it was a cool tease. The, jo- the guy that plays the Joker, he's, uh, I forgot his name and I forgot what else he's in. Um, on HBO Max, if you watch it on HBO Max or if you click on The Batman on HBO Max, they have a deleted scene. It's like a six minute deleted scene where the Batman actually goes into Arkham Mental Hospital um, and interviews the Joker Silence of the Lamb style Mm -hmm. and is like hey tell me what you know about this guy and you get a lot more interaction with the Joker you actually get a lot more look at the Joker Um, the Joker's played more so my comic book nerds and Batman nerds will know about this the comic the Joker's played in this in this film as the Joker from the killing joke which Mm -hmm. Is one of the most popular Jokers. Um, And he also kind of has a look similar to the Killing Joke, the Killing Joke Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's also has another. It's it's also it's kind of like it's it's mixed between Killing Joke and then there's another Joker where he's got like the half hair, half baldy scars on his face sort of deal. So, um, I I think the new Joker will be kind of cool. whether or not I go to the movie theater to watch a three-hour movie to see that Joker is another question within itself. Okay. But we'll talk about okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, now, g- given given that, I mean, whole thing, um, that whole little last paragraph, that's kind of like the end of the movie. Was there anything else in that little paragraph you wanted to touch on? You got no. like the whole, you get Selena and Batman talking to each other. On some balcony, then they do a, a motorcycle race, and then they go their separate ways at the end of the movie, fade to black. None, no, nothing. nothing. No. Okay. Okay. All right. So to, uh, a little bit of trivia. Um, Robert Pattinson revealed while auditioning for the role, he sneakily took a selfie in the bat suit as a memento, quote, just in case it didn't work out, end quote. <laughs> That's cool. And I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm not, not fucking mad at him. <laughs> um, Colin Farrell stated that he went to Starbucks to try out his prosthetics and makeup for the Penguin for the first time. Nobody recognized him despite getting a couple of stares from people. His son was utterly horrified at the sight of his transformation and said, quote, When my kid saw me for the first time, he was utterly horrified. I have it on iPhone. He was terrified. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson 
received the same advice from the predecessors of their roles, Michelle Pfeiffer and Christian Bale, uh, make sure you can go to the bathroom in the costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Uh, do you know that Jonah Hill was approached to play the Penguin? That that would have been interesting. That would have been a whole different character, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just see, like, I respect to Jonah Hill. He's like, he's made a whole career, right? Where, like, I thought he was just going to play the funny fat kid from Judd Apatow movies. But, like, he's done a whole bunch of other shit. But when I think about Jonah Hill as the Penguin, I'm like, okay, so this is, like, a funny fat Judd Apatow character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like this, I think the same thing. I think Jonah Hill in the in Superbad. Like, how would he do the? Yeah, character? Seth. I was gonna it? say Seth from Superbad has grown up and went the wrong way, and now he's a criminal mastermind. Uh, he turned it down uh, due to disagreements over the character. Um, it was also rumored that he wanted to play the Riddler. He wanted to play who? The Riddler. Oh, okay. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been interesting. Um, the four-note musical theme called The Batman is composed of the first four notes of John Williams' infamous Imperial March. Because mm, I, I thought it's familiar sounded... with the Imperial... Dun, yes, dun, dun, yeah. dun. Like, those are the first four notes. So it's mixed... It's it's a mix of the Imperial March also with the bass line of Something in the Way by Nirvana. Okay. Which yeah. features hev- heavily in the movie. Yeah. I like so I like the song too. I oh I love I love Something in the Way. Like Something in the Way was never billboarded when it was out. Mm-hmm. Um like while the band was around Something in the Way never billboarded, but then with the release of this movie, I think it reached like number 6. On Billboard Top wow. 200. Okay. Um, a fucking 30-year-old song. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Hold you up. take... Before you, before you keep going, yeah. real fast, it's a 30-year-old song. Bro, I was thinking about this. Um, and we Let's not spend too much time on it, because we I've been talking a lot. But I, I just realized, like, bro, we are at the age where, like, shit is coming back around in our lifetime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, think, yeah. things always go in. The, I'd say everything is a 30-year cycle, right? So it's like everything's a 30-year cycle. But I feel like things, like, are starting to come back now. And I'm like, yeah. God damn, I'm getting old. It's wild. It's scary, man. Because, like, like, our moms, our moms were around when, like, bell-bottom jeans and, and neck chokers were a thing. Yeah. And then when we were and in fucking high wearing. school. Yeah. Like, when we were around in, like, junior high school, bitches started wearing bell-bottom jeans and neck chokers again. Yeah. And now here we are where, like, I go to pick my son up from school 30 years after me and you being in middle school. And girls are wearing fucking neck chokers again. And they're listening wow. to Nirvana. And I'm like, oh, my God, this shit never stops. <laughs> Just like The Wire, baby. Just like The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you walk through the garden. uh and then the last note that i got i thought this was really cool all right so this film has a runtime of two hours and 56 minutes Mm -hmm. 12 minutes longer than the dark knight rises really which is 12 minutes longer than the dark knight 
Really? Which is 12 minutes longer than Batman Begins. Really? Yes. Then why did this feel like such a fucking slog and those other movies did not? Two hours and 56 minutes for The Batman. Two hours and 54 minutes for The Dark Knight Rises. Two hours and 32 minutes for The Dark Knight. And two hours and 20 minutes for Batman Begins. 12, 40, 12, 12, 12. So 40, 44 minutes. You said 54. For 44. For the, uh, the last Batman. Before this one. You said 54, but you meant 44. 44, yes. Yeah. Okay. 256, 244, 232, 220. Okay. 12, 12, 12, and 12. Okay. Pretty interesting. That's wild. Didn't yeah, know. it is. I don't know if that's coincidence or designed or... I don't know. Maybe that's some sort of like... What's that shit called? Pythagorean theorem or some shit? <laughs> Not quite that. But okay. <laughs> Not quite that. It's the but Fibonacci okay. sequence. That one I know. That, that one I that, know. Yeah. The, but yeah. uh, Pythagorean theorem or uh, say that shit, nigga. You the smart about, math, nigga. The, the Pythagorean theorem is just about making determining the side of a triangle that you don't know the length of one of the sides. It's That's a all. fucking triangle, nigga. Like it's either an even triangle or it ain't. We don't got to talk about all... triangle. Yeah, <laughs> it's acute or it's obtuse or it's isosceles. Right? Like there's only three options. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I haven't taken <laughs> fucking algebra and geometry in 20 Dog, years. It's acute know. where it's even. Uh-huh. Or it's obtuse where it's not even. <laughs> then what's the isosceles? It's too short. I don't know. It's too short. <laughs> like, <laughs> met this girl. Her name is... <laughs> it's too short. Oh, like life, man. nigga. Okay. Our life is isosceles, dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't act obtuse about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so let me let me jump in here and ask you a few things before we wrap. Yeah. Um <laughs> so my boo was we were watching this and she said she brought something up to me and it struck me and I was like, This is a good question. And I and I agree. I agree with everything she said. Um, she said you need to have three traits to play Batman in the movie. Mm. You want to take a stab at him, or you want me to tell you and see if you agree? Mm. Why don't you I take a stab think, at him? Okay. Um, I think that you need to have physical presence. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to have charm. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to be able to present. Um, like a like a mysterious aura about yourself to play Batman. So so let me tell you this. Those are great choices. And I think you hit the nail on the head on all of those. But you forgot that she's from Baltimore, so her shit is not even close to that deep. Oh Lord. So You gotta be said, sexy. <laughs> no, 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 no. She said you need that the first one, and I agree with this, above everything, if you're playing Batman, you need to have a strong jaw. You have a strong jawline. Okay. I think t- the butt chin. I think you got to have a butt chin. Oh yeah, Pattinson doesn't really have doesn't have one. He don't. Okay. Strong My jaw. nigga Batfleck killed that shit though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so strong jaw. Okay. Tall. Yeah. And be a white man. Those yes. are only those are the three must haves. The three qualifiers. So, that, <laughs> so this is this is my thing. 
Just have think- jo- what's his name? Jorge George Murasan. Just have him play Batman. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> do you uh, do you think that we would ever get a black Batman? Listen, dog. The world is changing. You and I done had conversations. We all about D E and I. Um, if you're gonna make Stringer Bell, we've been talking about the wire a lot on this Batman podcast. If you gonna if you're gonna put Stringer Bell in a position to play James Bond, why can't Batman be black? Just and do that's it. what I said. That's Just exactly do it. what that's the exact conversation we had, and I told her. She said <laughs> she had a really good point. Shouts to her for this. She said even though Bruce lost his parents and it grew up fucked up and has some issues, he has the most money in the city. Now, never let a black man fill that role. So, we'll never get a black Batman. And, and it was, it was even partially though, a joke. Go ahead. Go I was going to say, even though more niggas grow up without their parents than white people do. Yes. Niggas got more position in this world to be Batman than white people do on any stretch of imagination. Well, no, they don't because Batman is filthy, stinking rich and there's more rich. That's the only qualifier. We're sad. We're looked down upon. We don't have our parents. Like misunderstood. We're misunderstood. We're emo. Like we're kind of emo. Deal with our trauma in in an unhealthy way instead of just unhealthy ways. Bro, you're 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 touching on where we're going. Okay, yeah. so let's let's put a pin <laughs> okay. in that one. <laughs> okay, so then, uh, but no, but um, but this was this. She was like, "We'll never get a black Batman." And we were kind of joking, but it's real. And I was, and I said this. I said, "There's two things that we're not going to get. We're not going to get a black Batman, and I know we're not going to get a black Batman because if in any fucking universe." In any fucking universe where you do not cast Idris Elba as a James Bond, mm-hmm. you don't care about equality at all. How is he Who's, not? How 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 the fuck has he not been James Bond yet? Like this is wild to me. I don't understand it. First of all, when I heard that Idris Elba might be James Bond, I rejoiced because I was like, "There's not only is there a better British person, not no no." I said. Not only is there a better black person to play James Bond, there is not a better person to play James Bond. Bro. Idris Elba is the best person in the universe to play James Bond. Ever, bro. You know, I think I'm on record as saying Denzel's the sexiest nigga of all time and the best actor of all time. But he can't be James Bond. But he can't be James Bond, bro. He can't. It's it's fuck. Idris Elba is James Bond, bro. So the fact so let me that ask he you. hasn't. Let me ask. You. No, go ahead. No, that because you're going where I was about to go. So go ahead. So let me ask you. If we're going to put ourselves in a universe where Idris Elba can be James Bond, who do you cast as Batman? So I I was racking my brain about this, right? Um, honestly, this is going to be wild for me to say. I. Even young, I don't think young Denzel would have really pulled it off. I don't know. I no, feel I like Will. I feel like Will might have, but he'd have to go somewhere where I we haven't really seen him go. Fuck um, Will Smith. I don't really. Nope, he's not willing I, to go there. I think I the one guy that I think could do it because he's, but it would have to be 
this style of a Batman, like kind of a fucking weirdo, is a, mm-hmm. uh, and I I never remember, and I fucking love him, bro. Uh, let me look his name up real fast because yep. I don't want to get his his name wrong. Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. Interesting. I think he could. I think he could pull. He's he's kind of fucking weird, and I think he could do the like the the quiet, you know, the whisper talk shit. He could okay. be all right, but I think that like he would be a good Bruce Wayne, okay. a kind of a weird old Bruce Wayne though. You know, not the not the like the smooth Bruce Wayne. It kind of be like this weird version of Bruce Wayne we got in this movie. Okay. That's the only person I really got. You got anybody? Yes. Interesting that you drop Lakeith Stanfield because the person I was going to drop was also in a movie with Lakeith Stanfield. I feel that if we're going to go with a young Bruce Wayne, Mm -hmm. Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. I like that. From Get Out. I like that choice. I feel like if we're going to draw strong enough. Really? But other than that, yes, I'm with it. If we're doing older Bruce Wayne slash Batman, he's not tall enough, but I think he fulfills all the other things. And shit, man. Like, if you can make Rambo, if you can make Sylvester Stallone at five foot seven look like a giant, you can manage with this nigga. But, like, if we're doing, like, an older Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Wesley Snipes. Oh, shit. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah, you win. Let's go. Won. Hashtag Wesley Snipes new Batman. You won. <laughs> You won. An old grizzled Batman. Like, yeah. Old grizzled Batman. Like, he's yeah, been doing like this shit it. for a minute. He's getting sick and tired of this shit. Yeah. He's tired of letting these niggas get away. But, like, he and, still doesn't want to... He still doesn't want to sully the reputation of his mother and father. He don't want to kill people. He don't want to really, really, really hurt people. But he's getting tired of this shit. Yeah. I like it. Wesley Snipes. I like it. And he's already a Kung Fu master, so... He's already a Kung Fu master. So, yeah, I like it. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, so... And let's not forget... And let's not forget that Wesley Snipes is the first black Marvel character. Is Blade a Marvel character? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. I feel like Let's he not became forget. Blade when he played Blade. Like he did. Like Lawrence Fishburne became Morpheus. Mo- Lawrence, Fi- okay. So okay, this is you know the, what I'm we're saying. We're gonna touch. We're gonna touch on real life. We're gonna okay. touch on real life because Lawrence Fishburne definitely became Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes definitely became Blade. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready, bro. <laughs> if you watch the trial, <laughs> Johnny Depp definitely became Captain Jack Sparrow. One thousand percent. One thousand. I don't even have to watch the trial, bro. One thousand percent. My nigga said. <laughs> my nigga said. She made a fecal action in my bed. <laughs> Yo, son, she shitted in his bed, dog. They were so high Some on wild. coke, she shitted in his bed. He said, Some wild she, shit. Uh, she made fecal action in my bed. <laughs> fecal action, dog? Fecal action, bro. Fecal action. All right. 
All right, so we're, yeah. Um, who is your favorite Batman? Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman too. And the crazy thing is, I I don't even remember that movie fully. Can we time out? Yeah. I Michael Keaton is your favorite Batman. Yep. I never would have guessed that in a million years, and we've been friends yep. almost thirty years. It's not even. Close I knew like, for I a know. fact. No. I knew for a fact you were going to say Christian Bale. Hell no, no. I, I hated his Batman voice. Wh- oh my god! My, yeah, Michael Keaton's my favorite, favorite Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. And I and I god. just went back and started Batman. And I'm I'm when Danielle comes tonight, we'll probably watch it. But yeah. Which one? The first one? The, first, the very first one with Jack. Yep. 89. Michael Key is my favorite Batman as well. Um, is your Who is your favorite Bruce? Okay, so this is a little weird. I actually really liked... For, for the time frame that we're given, I really liked Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. Really? I did. I really liked Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. I don't know that he's my favorite, but I really liked him. I asked my questions out of order because my question was, is your favorite Batman your favorite Bruce? Okay. And if your favorite Batman is Michael Keaton, but your favorite Bruce, maybe recency bias, but right now you're, you're going to go with Pattinson. Right now I'm going to go with Pattinson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Clooney. As my favorite Bruce. Clooney. Nice. Yeah. Because I think, I just, I don't know. Clooney just strikes me as a very handsome, rich man. Mm-hmm. Always has. Like, I, yeah. I always thought that he would have money, and I think he's very handsome. So, you know, smooth nigga. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, Can we just really quick touch on how Val Kilmer don't get no love as Batman? Yeah, and I was wondering why that is. Like, I'm going to try to watch all of these because I feel like he was not good. I'll tell or you. His why. movie was not good. No. His movie's not great. It has Uma Thurman. Like, I'm shocked that his movie's not great, but his movie sucks. Okay. His movie has. Wait, no. George Clooney has the shitty movie. Oh, okay. Val or Kilmer. Uma is the. Val Kilmer has Val Kilmer has Tommy Lee Jones and and Jim Carrey. Okay. George Clooney has Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. And he has nipples on the bat. No, suit. Kilmer has Oh, is that Clooney? I thought that was Clooney. I think it's Clooney. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm 99 point, what did you say earlier? 3.82, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm that percent sure that Clooney had the nipples on the bat suit. Okay. But nobody ever talks about Val Kilmer. And I think that he had, he was yeah. a better Batman and a better Bruce Wayne than Clooney. Okay, but so Clooney is handsome as fuck, as like a rich old dude. Yeah, so you know, and so then I was thinking about you know a tall white man. Michael Keaton is five nine. 
Our favorite Batman is 5'9". Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer is six feet tall. Mm. And he is aged terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clooney is 5'11". Mm-hmm. Christian Bale is six feet even. Okay. Robert Pattinson, I was surprised he's 6'1". Is he really? That's what Google... And I, somewhere else it said he was 6'2". But this a lot of places are saying 6'1". So I don't believe that. And Ben Affleck, I don't know which one is right. I read an article from... Uh, is it Zack Snyder that did Batman versus? Yes. Yeah. Zack yes. Snyder says Affleck is 6'4". I, I read, would love to meet Affleck in person. I've read about six articles and... He's either but he's either six two, six three, or six four. He's somewhere in there, but he's okay. between six two. And, so he's the tallest guy on this list. So right? he's okay. So according to your boo, he needs a strong jawline. Yep. Which Affleck has. Yep. He needs to be tall. Yep. Which he which is. Affleck is. What was the third yep. one? He needs to be a white man. They're all white men. So according to your boo. Affleck is the man. He should he should be the best one. Batfleck should know. be the man. And I'm telling you this right now. I hated that fucking movie. The best thing I loved about Suicide Squad and mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. That's the only good thing about that movie. Okay. Either of those movies. So your booze kinda not wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. And so then, um, this one should be a little faster. Who's your favorite Catwoman? Michelle Pfeiffer. Easy. Hands down. Easy. Halle Berry is the sexiest, but Michelle Pfeiffer was the best. Halle Berry is the sexiest because Halle Berry is kind of like the second sexiest woman in the world. Yeah. Uh, who's the first? I don't know, bro. It's a lot. You don't know who the sexiest woman in the world is? I I might have to go with Janet, bro. I'll go on the record right now. Okay. Beyonce. I ain't mad at that. Beyonce is the sexiest woman on the planet. Okay. That's a strong choice. Period. (laughs) Okay. But Halle Berry's second, um, and her, her Catwoman is very sexy. But as far as portraying a character... Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is the shit. I agree. I agree. And then, um, real quick, mm-hmm. who is your favorite Batman villain? Is it the Joker? Ooh, it is the Joker. Yeah. And I it feel like the he's Joker. the most iconic. Well, uh, for me, it's not about being iconic. For me, the Joker is my favorite Batman villain, villain because the Joker represents the complete antithesis of what Batman is all about. Batman is about mm-hmm. bringing order to Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And the Joker is about bringing chaos to Gotham City. And there's no... there's Here's the one thing. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, all of these... And the new guy as well. All of these characters are about portraying the Joker in a way that presents chaos... To Batman City and or to Gotham City, and all of them do it in very different ways, and all of them are very, very good at what they do. What okay. about you? I don't know. I would probably say the Joker. I feel like the Joker is an easy one. I'd probably take the Joker, and then 
Riddler's close for me though. I like Riddler because the stuff I was saying earlier, like he just kind of out thinking. He's, he's not very, yeah, he's not very intimidating, but he kind of gets you there. Like you don't think he his, would kill you, but he would. Yeah, his mind will fuck you. Yeah, and he'll kill you. Like he'll set up a trap to kill you. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and yeah, I'll save that. I'll save the next one for after. Okay. All right, cool, man. Um, so Kurt Dog, man, like uh, the Batman, two thousand twenty-two, brand new movie, the year that we're in. So Robert Pattinson, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, and Paul Dano, um, and Zoe Kravitz. She's hot. I didn't like her cat. I I wasn't in love with her Catwoman, but she is very sexy. Given the opportunity to watch this movie again, you watching or not? I'm not watching this again. I watched it twice. I watched it once, and I watched it again for the review here. It's it's a cool movie. It's not bad at all. I don't think it's bad. I, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, things I do like about this movie. I love Pattinson as Batman. Love, like, over the moon. Second to Keaton in my book. Mm. Do not like him as Bruce Wayne at all. <laughs> my least favorite Bruce Wayne, probably. I, I don't like that. Uh, I get that he's got a lot going on, but he just doesn't, I don't know. But as Batman, I love him. Like, I am brave, standing ovation for him as Batman, personally. I really thought that him and Zoe had amazing chemistry in this movie when they were both in their costumes. I thought it was really good. It didn't seem forced or fake to me. Like, I thought it was cool. Um, Colin Farrell was great in his in his limited time on screen. Riddler in costume was great. Out of costume, like you said, I agree with everything you said about that. The middle of this movie, really, the first 30 to 45, actually, we spoke, me and you. I watched maybe about the first hour, and you hit, we we spoke, um, and I, I stopped to go to sleep, and I was watching it the next day, and we talked, and you were like, how is it? And I was like, so, like, I like it. I like it a lot. But then I got to that second hour and it just kind of went down. It started to peak back up and get me and it kind of let me down at the end. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would watch this again. It's not a bad watch. I wouldn't tell you not to watch it, especially if you're a Batman fan. I think it's a good watch, but I, I, this ain't one that I'm going to go back to. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So Marcus, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Released in May 2022, or sorry, March, March 2022. If presented the opportunity to see this movie again, are you watching or not? No, no, I'm not watching this again. Um, I'm not watching this again. Um, and uh, my big issue is the second act of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, there are some interesting things. You like Robert Pattinson as Batman. You don't like him as love. Bruce Wayne. I, love. Love him as Batman. I love him as Bruce Wayne. I don't love him as Batman. Oh, okay. I feel like this movie could have been about 30 minutes shorter if he walked at a reasonable pace in the Batman outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> If he walked as a at a reasonable pace in the Batman outfit, this movie could have been about thirty minutes shorter. And then you cut out cut out that second act, and we're down to a ninety minute movie. And I'm in love. 
My big problem with this movie is it suffers from all of the other problems that DC Universe movies suffer from. They don't have the patience to do what the Marvel movies did, which is build a universe over 10 years. So they mm-hmm. feel like they have to give you three movies in one. Mm-hmm. You take out half of this movie and you have an amazing Batman movie. I agree. You turn this into Batman 1 and Batman 2 and you have two incredible movies. It's the same problem I had with Suicide Squad. It's the same problem I had with Batman versus Superman. You turn this into two separate movies and you have a great fucking set of films. The, what, what Marvel did was they started you off with Iron Man. They started you off with the Hulk. They started you off with Thor. They started you off with Captain America. They started you off with Guardians of the Galaxy. And they started you off with movies that were just under two hours, right around an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, to where you could really start to connect with these characters. So by the time that you get to Infinity War and Endgame, you're dealing with a two-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie, but you love every second because you want to see more of these characters. You want to see how all of them wrap into the bigger story. So when you get to Endgame and you're watching a three-hour movie, like when I watched Endgame, by the time I got to the end, I was, I was pushing the pause button because it felt too fast. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to the end of the movie and now Iron Man is dead, spoiler alert, and I don't know how we got here because all this stuff has happened and I, I don't understand how all of it's happened because I love all of these characters and I don't feel like I got to see enough. Mm-hmm. But when I watch the Batman or I watch Dawn of Justice or I watch Suicide Squad, I'm pressing the pause button because I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much more of this movie is left? This should have been two movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I think it's really interesting that we both loved Robert Pattinson for two separate reasons. Different reasons, yeah. It makes me very excited to get to uh, C-Square's request, even though we're not yet ready to go back to request. It makes me very excited to go back to C-Square's request and watch more Robert Pattinson in the Twilight universe mm-hmm. and see how we feel about that. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not watching this again. I really, to be fair, I had a great time watching it my first time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching it. But would I watch it again? No, I'm not watching this again. I think we showed the same sentiment there. Like it, it's a it's a fun watch. It's a cool watch. It's not a great movie, but it's not bad. It's a, it's a you can watch it. But I, I ain't nobody going back to this. So that and, and that brings me to my main question: um, Is this the be- best Batman movie you've ever seen? Hell no! It's not even close. Is this the best comic book movie you've ever seen? Not even close. And I agree with you on both of those accounts. Which, like to me, there's no reason to watch this movie again. But I will say this: I will say this. As you just you just gave a lot of props to Marvel. The only consistent, I feel like movie for dc is batman yes i feel like they can always go to batman like if, if the chips are down call on batman right like dc is gotham they have to when they're yep. fucked up you can go to batman 
it's yep. enough there. It's 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 a thousand years old as a fucking comic. There's been many writers, many spinoffs, many iterations, shows, live action shows, animation shows. There's enough shit that you can find a period of Batman to do or you can make a new one. Mm-hmm. And so I think Batman is the saving grace for DC. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, like it's every, everything else you said about nah, it's not the best Batman movie. It's not the best superhero movie. But I will say I do think Batman is their cash cow where Marvel has about 12 cash cows. You can go wherever you want because each character that Marvel has in the Marvel Universe has, I mean, like there's so much appeal. Let's yeah. not forget so, that not only does Marvel have all of the Avengers, Marvel also has all of the X-Men. And so I wanted to, that's a good place for me to jump in with this last question since we've kept y'all here a while. Can you rank your top five superheroes? A hundred percent. Yes, I can. Okay, let's go. And the the initial the initial rule to my superheroes, I don't like superheroes that have their powers by accident. I don't like superheroes that have their powers by chance. Okay. So, number one, two, and three for me, without question, without thinking, is Batman, mm-hmm. Iron Man, and the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Those are numbers okay. one, two, and three. None of them are actually superheroes. They're just incredible. They're just incredible individuals that use their wealth or ability to help others, but they don't have powers. Okay. okay. Um, three and f- or sorry, four and five would be uh, number four would be the Wolverine. I think Wolverine is one of the most interesting characters. He's a dark character. He's a character with a rich history and heavy background that I think Mm -hmm. makes him more interesting than any other comic book character there is. And number five would be Spawn because he was drawn incredibly. Uh, He uses guns. He has an awesome cape and he's a fucking demon. So I've I've always loved Spawn. So my ranking goes Batman, Iron Man, Punisher... Wolverine spawn. All right. I like What it. about you? Do you have a top 5? I do have a top 5. I have to str- I struggled a little bit. I put some I put some a lot of these are mainstream because I'm not a comic book guy so like I said. Right. But um first for me is Iron Man. If you know me, that's a that that nobody should be surprised about that if you actually know me. 100%. Iron Man, that's a, yeah. if I was a superhero, I would be Iron Man. <laughs> he's flashy, he's fucking arrogant, he's flamboyant, uh, but he, you know, and he's an asshole, but he really is a good guy at the end of the day, like, yep. you know, he just, um, it, which, in in a weird twist of fate, he leapfrogged my previous favorite, Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man's number two on my list. Uh, recently, a guy that I did not like has moved up my list, and that's Batman, mm-hmm. to number three. Number four is Storm from X-Men. Okay. I've always been intrigued about Storm. She's black. Jean Grey gets all of the, 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 the pub. But Storm has a, awesome powers. She's beautiful. And she's black. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, a guy that you hate the absolute most. But I think it's awesome because my favorite movie painted this in a different light for me. is Superman. I fucking the re- now, hold up. But hold on, let me tell you the thing. It's not so much about him being the hero. It's yeah. about what he sees us as as they talk about in Kill Bill, right? right so, like, he's right. an alien with superpowers, and he comes here, and when he act, he can 
literally kill and destroy everything on our planet. But when mm-hmm. he when he's in his with his disguises as a normal human, he's a shy, insecure man. Yeah. And I find that so interesting, right? Because it's like these shy, insecure men like Batman or Spider-Man mm-hmm. dress up and they become something else. Mm-hmm. He dresses up and becomes that. And yeah. I've always, I like that juxtaposition and I never thought about it till I saw Kill Bill. So he's fit. And be aware, Let me go there back. will be, there will be a Kill Bill podcast where we're not going to we be have- a two-parter. We're going to watch both Kill Bill films and do them all as one podcast. That's going to be our first like four hour podcast. It's going to be a motherfucker to do. <laughs> but let me go to let me go real fast to Spider Man. Why Spider Man was number one? Spider Man was always number one on my list because I live Spider Man's life outside of the superpowers. Spider Man is poor. <laughs> I didn't live with a family man. I live with my mom, but his mom his his relationship with Aunt May and my relationship with my mother are very similar. Like yeah. she's old. You always feel like you need to take care of her and look out for her. Like I always felt like that. I always take care of. Her. I take care of my mom to this day. Anything she needs. Um, and his boss be faking on him. And his bitch be faking on him. Like, come on, dog. She fuck with clowns and he's right here. And this nigga's a real life superhero, but she don't even know. He's just Peter from down the street. His yeah. boss be giving him bullshit. You know, like, I, that, I always thought that he was the most based in reality superhero of them all. Until I got a little older. And that's why Batman moved up my list. Because now I'm an older and more mature man. Batman got a lot of shit with him, bro. A lot. I can't. I hate. A fucking lot. You said what? I I hate Spider-Man. And that's fine. But I'm and just that's saying. Because like, he's my antithesis of his powers come from an accident. He accidentally got bit by a radioactive spider. And now he has all these powers. Like, that could have been anybody. There's nothing but, about... Peter Parker that makes him exceptional like he's just he could have well, been but, anybody but that's my thing my thing with him is that even whatever I don't really care about how you get your powers or what your powers yeah. are and all that shit Peter Parker not Spider-Man Peter Parker is a real nigga and that's what I like about this it. like <laughs> it could have been anybody right he got the same problems that I got so yeah. he's the one that I, I can relate to Batman it's an orphan he's filthy fucking rich like I don't I can't relate to either one of those Spider-Man yeah. Trying to make sure that his aunt stay good. He chasing his bitch who she, he knows that's his soulmate. We supposed to be together. She don't see it. His boss be on some bullshit. Even though he got this power, he's still living this shitty ass one two bedroom place with his aunt. Like, mm-hmm. it's real shit. So that's why I like Spider-Man. But. And that's what I think the thing is, like, for me with Batman, it's like, okay, yes, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. I didn't grow up, like, where my family is the most you know, known family in the city that I live in. But at the same time, like, if I did and my my parents are taken away from me like that, the principles that Bruce Wayne has, I can relate to those fucking principles. Yeah. I can relate to those principles to where, like, my wealth does not just serve me. My wealth serves to, like, how can I, how can I use this wealth to... To 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 address the issues that I think are the most important, mm-hmm. and that's where I, that's where I've always related to Batman. Whereas like I've always mm-hmm. heard that argument to where like oh well Batman has a superpower he's super rich and I'm like no because niggas that are super rich they can use their their wealth for bad. 
They can yeah, use their absolutely. wealth for selfish reasons. Like like Bruce Wayne could have just used his wealth to like only make sure he's straight. He could have done that, but he didn't. He used his wealth to become a ninja and become the greatest detective of all time and and make all this crazy shit to where he can like go find bad guys. Like he could do that. But he could have he could have gone and like bought a Hublot and a <laughs> <laughs> that plot twist. He has a fucking Hublot. He just doesn't wear it when he's kicking these niggas' ass. Yeah, that's all, so, dog. But no, I, but so yeah, getting older, Batman definitely moved up my. He got a lot of shit with him. But Spider Man is always the one that I feel like I relate to the most. Iron no Man doubt. is definitely me, one thousand percent. So none of that. Listeners, if y'all made it this far with us, thank you, thank you, thank you, because this is one of our longest ones in a while, but this was a fun one. I had a lot of fun talking about it. There's a lot of shit for us to touch on. I know we went down a lot of rabbit holes, but thank you for sticking in there with us, our our five listeners. So thank y'all. I think we added yeah. one. We got yeah. a secret one somewhere, so thank y'all. Somewhere. Yeah. Um. Up next is my pick. Yep. Do you have any idea where you're going with this? I'm torn between two movies, but I think I'm going to say it now, y'all, with, res- with with give me room to change it. But I think even though we just did a long-ass fucking movie, I think I'm going to go with Inception. You've never seen it. I love it. Never. I I've think never seen it. a great conversation. A great I conversation. I think it will, too. I think it will, so, too. And it's much better than Tenet. I can guarantee you that. And I love, I, I like Chris Nolan. I don't love everything he's done. I like Chris Nolan. But I absolutely love Leo. So who doesn't? How can you not fucking love Leo? Like, well, you know, you go back twenty years to uh, Romeo to Romeo and Juliet and Titanic, and I would have thrown Leo in the dirt. So, but he's know, he's bro. made a giant turnaround. But I I love Leo now, and I'm I'm actually you know when you first teased it when we did in uh, Tenant, I was excited to see this movie. So I can't I I'm excited for that one. Yeah, so it might be instead. I might change it, y'all. So I'm sorry if I, if y'all are ready for Inception into something else. But I'm 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 leaning heavily towards Inception. It's just long as fuck. <laughs> but I'm tired. This has been long. Thank y'all for listening. I had a blast doing it, man. Um, make sure, we'll try to get the other one out soon. We're, we're kind of getting back on schedule, so we'll try to get back to y'all as soon as possible. But. I think this is the end of the road for this one. Thank y'all again for the show. I think it is too, man. Like big, big shout outs to like, if y'all are still here after (laughs) what, like two and a half hours, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we've done this one. I don't think we've done one this long since like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But at the same time, Mortal Kombat is one of you and I's favorite fucking episodes. So like, yeah, if you're here with us at this point in this podcast, you're a diehard fan and you're, you're in this for the same reason that we're in this like you're just here to have a good time and talk about movies that are fun so yeah man appreciate all y'all man we love y'all. so any any questions comments concerns love follow us on ig at you watching podcast or our facebook mm-hmm. fan page um hit us up answer some questions ask us some questions all of that let us know what you want to hear from us um but this has been a, lot, a new episode of you watching or not i'm kurt i'm marcus and we'll catch up with y'all next time